0: so much for joining us today on episode number 160 of the Real Life Runners Podcast. Today, you're in for a treat. We have another interview with a real life runner who will be telling us more about her journey, about the idea of growth mindset and how that applies to running and so many other great insights. So we hope you enjoy this episode.
1: This is the Real Life Runners Podcast and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running.
0: All right, Real Life Runners. So you guys are in for a real treat today. Today we will be talking to Shelly Bernat. Shelly Bernat is a Real Life Runner. She is a member of our Real Life Runners training team. And she has a wonderful and inspirational story to tell us today. She is going to be talking to us about how she got into running kind of through more of a social aspect. You know, she, she used running as a social outlet to hang out with her friends, to, you know, run some races, to raise money for some wonderful causes and charities. And then she started to kind of think of running a little bit differently. She started to kind of wonder what she was really capable of but she still wasn't identifying herself as a runner. So she was, in some ways, still holding herself back. Um, so today we talk about that idea, the concept of the runner identity, and what is it that actually makes people feel like they are or are not a runner. And we also get into a wonderful concept called growth mindset. Now this is a, a concept introduced by a professor at Stanford, Carol Dweck, in the book Mindset, which we talk about during the interview. And it just helps us to kind of look at not only our running, but also our life a little bit differently and the messages that we're telling ourselves and the way that we're looking at our running and how that can have a huge effect on the satisfaction that we feel, on our ability to push for more, on our ability to try to work hard to achieve more, it all starts in our minds. So today we're going to be tackling a lot of really great topics. So sit back and enjoy this interview with Shelly and I'm sure that you guys are going to love it. All right. So today we have a very special treat. We have one of our real life runners joining us here in the studio. This is Shelly Bernat is with us. Hi, Shell. Hi, how are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. So I wanted to bring Shelly onto the podcast today to talk a little bit about her story um, because she definitely has an inspirational story. And a lot of people that are part of our real life runners training team and our tribe have um, gotten a lot of inspiration. Shelly and Shelly's helped me a lot in my own personal running journey as well and so I wanted to talk to Shelly about her running journey and then also about a topic called growth mindset which was something we're going to get into here in a little bit but first let's start out with just talking about your running journey so tell us a little bit about how you started into running like how long have you been running how did you get into it and anything you want to share about that
1: okay so I started running probably uh, about 13, 14 years ago. Um, of course, if we went with when if I decide, define myself as a runner, that was much more recently. But my sister-in-law, who was an avid runner, cross-country runner in high school and in college, uh, and then turned to triathlons um, when she was in her early 30s, was diagnosed with breast cancer. So to honor her, like many people do, we decided to run the um, Susan Komen 5K. And um, so I did. I had no idea what I was doing. I went out. I ran. I couldn't walk for like two days. <laughs> um, and for a long time, though, that was my my 5K PR. Um, and then it kind of turned into my husband was really getting into running. He was running marathons. He would run the Pittsburgh Marathon. And I'm like, that looks like so much fun. I really want to have people cheer for me like that. So um, fast forward five or six years, we do a relay. I'm part of that. It was so exciting. Um, then as I became a mother just over 10 years ago, I started to use running as a way to escape my children. <laughs> um, I have two boys who I love dearly, um, but, uh, and I also teach. So all day long, I'm with children. And um so I would go out with my friends who many were also teachers or friends um who are parents of my students and we would run on Saturday and we had our little moms running group and we would go out and run along the river in Pittsburgh and then we would go um get donuts afterwards nice so it was yeah, a parents, treat
0: yourself right? right
1: yeah it's a very social event
0: um you know, and then so. One, did to interrupt? Sorry. Okay, did, were you always kind of a social runner? Then, like, did you ever like run on your own, or you kind of always started like always with groups? Social okay, running. always a social. Yeah.
1: Runner. Um, my very actually, I was just thinking. My very first running experience would have been in college when I first met my husband, and he would try to get me to run, and he'd be like, "Just run to that stop sign," and I'd be like, "I'm gonna die." <laughs> I was not an athlete at all in high school. I was a dancer, but I was not an athlete. Mm-hmm. So.
0: So, so running was always like, it just became like this social outlet for you. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's funny because, um, those of you that don't know this, Shelly's actually the one that got me into our local running group. Um, cause running was never a social thing for me at all. Like I was, and you tried to get me into it for a while and I was like, no, 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 I'm good. You know, because I was self-conscious at that time. I was like, you know, in my head, runners were like, faster. And, you know, I didn't want to slow anybody down. I didn't want anybody to think that they had to stay with me or, you know, I just was not comfortable with that for a long time. And it was you that actually got me out and got me into our local running group. Mm -hmm. And I'm so... I mean, I'll be forever thankful for that because I've met some of my best friends in that group, you know? So I never realized that running could be a social activity because it was always something different for me. So that's really cool that it started out as like a social thing for you.
1: And it's funny because now I run more by myself during the weekdays. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I was first running and I was you know training for those marathons or for those runs, I was um, really only running like once a week, like mm-hmm. on a Saturday, I would do like long runs and oh wow, maybe because of your busy schedule. There. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but was it when I was, it was when I found the Jeff Galloway um, run walk method that I was like, hey, okay, I tried this. I think I saw him at one of the marathon expos, and I was like, okay, maybe I could do this. Mm-hmm. I still didn't think I was running, but I was like, I could do this. And so after I ran my first marathon, my I'm oh, sorry, my first half marathon. Um, after a Halloween party and a few drinks, I convinced all my friends to sign up for the Pittsburgh half marathon. And, um, so we did that for two years and, um, then we decided to move to Florida. Um, so when we moved to Florida, I still didn't really consider myself a runner. However, I was extremely social and we did not know a soul down here. So I would go around to playgrounds and I'd be like, hi, my name's Shelly. I'm new here. Can I be your friend? (laughs) Not exactly, but something like that. So when I saw the MRTT group advertised on the local mom's group, I was like, oh, yeah, I can do this.
0: I'm mm-hmm. not a runner, but I don't care because I just need runner. friends. Yeah. Right. But, but I, yeah, you had, I didn't at, see myself as a runner. At that time, though, you had already completed multiple half marathons yes, and three. races of other <laughs> distances.
1: Yes. So but what, I didn't really
0: think that I did the things that runners do. Why? Like, what do you, like, what was it that in your head that defined runner? That I wasn't serious about it. You weren't serious? Maybe, it, maybe because I just
1: saw it as a social event.
0: Okay. I you know. So, so um, runners in your head were people that were more serious about it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That ran more yeah. days per week or were yeah. more focused or. Yeah. Okay. Or had plans. All of the above. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> had,
1: had coaches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Things like that. Things like that. Yeah. So, um, you know, and then as I got into the group and I, you know, still, you know, then I met you and then I started to change that identity and, and, um, you know, really, uh, now definitely identify myself as a runner talk about running and um i like to you know tell people i have a run coach <laughs>
0: that's my run coach so now you're a runner because you have coach. a coach but i mean clearly <laughs> clearly you know that that's
1: not the case i really know that i've, I've yeah. been a runner that's part of my journey
0: right yeah but now i accept that identity yeah i yes. mean and, and that's so important you know and like it, that's something that you obviously know we talk about a lot you yes. know both mm-hmm. in on our podcast and in our, in our team and our tribe and stuff is that definition of what makes someone a runner um and you of course are a runner and i'm so happy that you finally accept that for yourself as an identity because it's i mean it's true mhm yeah so okay so then you know, talking, to, thinking about like the social aspects of running and and how that kind of brought you into it, and now you said that you are more kind of a solo runner. So, would you say that you're more dedicated to it than you were before? Absolutely. I mean, before. Um when we moved to Florida,
1: I did start running more simply because um, I had the opportunity to run more. I mean, when we trained in Pittsburgh, we did train in the winter. We did runs where our eyelashes were frozen. Oh my god, it was horrible. But, I can't even imagine. But, but um, you know, just the opportunity. Plus, when we moved down here, I took two years off from teaching, so um, I would drop drop myself off at school and go running with yeah. my mom friends, and then we'd play at the park and. Um, you know, so it definitely became more of a regular routine. And then when I went back to work, um, and I started getting up early in the morning and then, you know, I was like, said to my husband, we've got to start trading days here. Cause I need to still run in the morning. And that's when I realized, all right, this is definitely a routine that I've established that I want to keep, that I enjoy. That's mm-hmm. good for me. Um, in all aspects of my life. So, um, really yeah. became more dedicated to yeah. it.
0: So how do you think that running has kind of like some of those positive effects that you just mentioned, like how, like what kind of things has running kind of brought to the rest of your life? Like what kind of positive effects has, have kind of spilled over into other areas? Well,
1: getting to know the women, uh, taking that leap when I think about it, like not knowing anybody and not really thinking I was a runner and joining a runner's group. Um, the women that I have met, uh, just absolutely incredible. Yeah. You know, of course you included like, you know, there's a reason why I'm here and, um, all of you are such a big part of that. Um, but like the mental, the mental health aspect has been huge for me. Mm -hmm. Um, especially in recent, you know, in the last months that uh, with everything we're going through, um, and just like seeing myself as a strong, woman and, uh, emulating that for my boys too. Yeah. Um, the importance of taking care of myself and, um, you know, being healthy in mind and body and spirit. Was that not there before? I think that I struggled with maybe, you know, could I ever do those things? It was not something that was a priority in my family ever. Mm -hmm. Um, any type of health, mental health, physical mm-hmm. health was not really a priority in my family. So, um, yeah, I wasn't sure like if this was something we do, but my husband, it is a huge part of his, um, mental health. His physical health is tied very closely to that. And so, you know, he is very encouraging and would say to me, do this, you've got to do this. He always walks a fine line because he doesn't want to push me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or feel like he's nagging me or upsetting me. But now he can do that much more easily because I don't get self-conscious about it. I know he's right instead of like feeling bad about myself for not doing whatever it is Yeah. Whatever.
0: As if he was judging you. Like, right. yeah. 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 You, you can start to see it and reframe it more as like encouragement versus judgment. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's a nice segue kind of into where we're going, um, which is the growth mindset, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, tell us a little bit about what growth mindset is. Um, cause I know that this is something that you have studied for a number of years now. Um, Shelly is a teacher in uh, in third grade, and she not only incorporates the growth mindset in her own life, but she also incorporates it a lot in the classroom, which I absolutely love. Um, so tell us a little bit about what growth mindset is um, and a little bit of the background. Okay, so um,
1: about maybe three years ago, before I headed back into the classroom, um, my sister-in-law had sent me two books in, on... The, uh, CD, and she said, "I really think that you would like to read these. I really think they would help you with Stephen." So my son is uh, has a lot of learning challenges, and um, you know would sometimes get down on himself. And she said, I th- "You know, I really think you should read these books." So I read um, Mindset, which is by Carol Dweck, and um, Grit by Angela Duckworth. Such good books. Highly recommend them. Yeah, so good. Um, and it, but it really um, and while I could see automatically the um, benefits of working this idea with my son of growth mindset, I also immediately said, I've got to use this in my classroom when I go back. Mm. Um, Growth mindset is the idea that the way we are is not fixed. So it's fixed mindset versus growth mindset. So a fixed mindset is this is the way I am and I can't change it, right? Right for example, uh, my genes just will not let me lose weight or because of my genetics or my family history, um, I can't be a runner. Um, that's a fixed mindset where the growth mindset believes that you can change those things about yourself that through practice, through, um, setting goals, then you can achieve these things. Um, we have a saying that, um, and there's a great song that goes along with it that the kids love. It's called "The Power of Yet," um, and that's a big part of adding it. So you know, I'm not able to run a uh, sub 33 5k yet, but I will. Instead of saying I can't do that, so that's the idea of growth mindset. Mm-hmm. And um, I love using that. Um, one of the when I was designing, when I was going back to the classroom and I was looking at the word yet, I actually came up with a acronym or, oh wait, it's uh, an acrostic poem. <laughs> I know.
0: I've, I've messed that <laughs> I up was so many times. I was laughing out loud,
1: right? <laughs> when you were, It is I'm an like, acronym. They make you do those acrostic poems in third grade. Yes, <laughs> I do too. They're so fun. Um, but I came up with um, a saying. <laughs> That's an acronym. You can say it. You can (laughs) use the correct word (laughs) that stands for. And I teach to my kids, yearn, endure, triumph. And so we learn those words. Yearn there's something that you want that you want to accomplish. Endure. You are willing to go through the work um, trying different strategies till you find it and then triumph. Then you reach your goal so that you're an endure triumph. And so we have yet all over our classroom and always remind each other to add that to our sentences. That's so cool. I kn- I didn't know that you came up with that.
0: I did. That is so I know. cool. It's like you just, should trademark. That, that is so like cool. It. Yeah. Um, Shelly was Not also, <laughs> you should, you should, um, Shelly was also, the teacher for my oldest daughter and my youngest daughter is currently in Shelley's class. And I just, I mean, I talk about you all the time as like such a blessing to not only my children, but our entire family, you know, with the, the oh, things sense. that you talk about in, in the classroom, because these are life lessons, you know, like these, these are things that are so important to teach our children at such young ages. So the fact that you're teaching this to third graders, I think is incredible because like you said, you know, so many of us grew up with that fixed mindset. You know, I definitely did. Um, and I think that all of us do to some extent, you know, mm-hmm. j- just in different areas of our lives. I think that, you know, that's one thing I think it's important to, to point out too, is that the growth mindset doesn't have to be overarching. Like, you know, the, 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 um, the, I should say the fixed mindset, like just because you have, like a fixed mindset in one area, you might have a growth mindset in another. And the goal is obviously to have a growth mindset in all areas. But I think that, um, those of us that were not lucky enough to have you as a third grade teacher, um, and, and didn't learn about this stuff until later in our years, you know, it's, it's very easy. I, I, still catch myself, you know, like with thoughts, you know, or, or the messages that we're telling ourselves, um, that are fixed. And like, you know, now I can recognize it. I can catch it. I can change it, which is a huge thing. But if we can start this at such a young age with these kids, I mean, that's going to equip them so much better off in their entire life. Absolutely.
1: And when you read the books, um, by Carol and Angela, great in mindset. Um, one of the things that, that struck me was the way that they, um, and I forget which one of them did this, but there's an experiment with the kids and they give them a puzzle. And when they praised them and said how smart they were, mm-hmm. the kids wanted to do that same puzzle. They didn't want a challenge. They wanted to continue to get the praise. But if they said, I liked the way you worked hard on that. I liked the way you persevered. Then those kids were more willing to do a more difficult challenge. And it really made me reflect a lot. Um, growing up, I always did things that came naturally to me. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to be a teacher. Working with kids was always natural to me. I was a dancer, and I was an Irish dancer. And when I first started, dancing was very natural to me. I won competitions all the time. And when it got tough in high school and I wasn't doing well, I said, oh, I think I'm going to focus on my studies. But when I reflected back, I, I did that because it wasn't easy anymore and I thought I couldn't get any better and I didn't have the time for it in my mind. So running has really is one thing that does not come naturally to me. And, um, so it's really something that forces me to, um, accept that growth mindset in my life. So does parenting, honestly.
0: Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> oh shoot. <laughs> oh God. I mean, yeah.
1: You know, constantly. Yeah. And we always put ourselves down, right? Like yep. that we should do this or we should be doing that. So much of that going on right now, especially. Um, and you know, we're not there yet. And if we can accept that and our kids can see that we can, we know they know that we're still struggling and that we are still trying to change. I think that's so important that we share that with them.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, that's that's definitely something that like we do here in in our houses, and that's one of the more recent things that we've kind of added. In you know, we talked about gratitude a couple weeks ago on the podcast, and you know, we have a gratitude practice and that kind of thing. But we started to try to talk more openly about struggles um, because I do think that's really important for us to talk to our kids about. You know, because Especially like my little one, she will, she kind of puts her big sister on a pedestal, you know, mm-hmm. and she'll, she's like, well, she's perfect and this and that. I'm like, no, she's not. She can, she struggles too. And she's like, no, she doesn't. And so I, started, you know, like, okay, now we're all going to talk about something that we struggled with today because they need, kids need to know that we're all human and that they're Mm -hmm. not alone in their struggles. I think that's so important.
1: Yeah, I absolutely, absolutely agree. So we started the gratitude practice at our dinner. Mm -hmm. We haven't gotten to the struggles yet, but Um, you know, you, you listening to you and doing that, we've started doing that too. And Polly always reminds us, my little guy always reminds us, but what are we grateful for everybody? Mm -hmm. Everybody, what are we grateful for? But both of my boys need the growth mindset for different reasons, right? Because, um, you know, my youngest is a perfectionist already at five years old. So funny how it's so built in sometimes, right? Oh my goodness. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't even think I was that much of a perfectionist. Maybe I wasn't. I don't remember. Yeah, probably. But, um, you know, he will say that he's bad and I'll never get it. And I said, we don't talk that way. Yeah. Um, and so we've talked a lot about no, um, putting ourselves, put no name calling. No, Mm -hmm. that's from Brene. Yeah. Um, no name calling, no putting each other down, no putting ourselves down mm-hmm. and saying bad things about ourselves. Yeah. I think that's really important. Too. Oh,
0: I, I completely agree because I think that that's a lot of times we are more inclined to do that versus putting other people down. Right. Like I think that the messages that we tell ourselves are so important and we're so hard on ourselves, you know, and like you said, I mean, even from a young age, like you're five-year-old and clearly you're already, you know, teaching them growth mindset and, and to right. be very aware of their language. And, um, you know, yeah, I think what you pointed out there is also very important about like um, identifying the action itself, right? And not the person. And mm-hmm. like how you said about the, yeah. the kids that were putting the puzzles together, when they were praised as an individual, they, you know, kept doing wanting to do things for praise. But when the action was praised, that's what actually led to right. higher achievement. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly, so I try to use that in my classroom too, you know i'm you know
1: always. Um, we had a really tough math lesson the other day and they stuck with it. And I said, I love your perseverance. I love the way, you know, this is hard. There's a reason why we're doing it. And I love the questions that sometimes I encourage them to ask questions, which I don't know that I always was as a child either. Mm -hmm. You know, why do we do this? Why do we have to estimate before we find the answer? Well, that's a great question. Let's talk about why are we going to estimate? Yeah. Um, you know, those are the kinds of things that we want to encourage them to, to think about and Mm -hmm. ask questions. And
0: yeah, for sure. So how do you think that, um, you know, learning about this kind of growth mindset, how has that applied to your running? And like, how do you think, you know, other runners can kind of use this concept to help their own mindset and their own running? Right. Well, I know my friends
1: in the, um, the tribe, the, um, really do, um, just this week, on, what was that day? Wednesday? Is that yesterday? Yeah, Wednesday. I have no concept of what day it is anymore. I know, right? I'm so confused. Is it Friday? I wish. Almost. Um, almost. Yeah, yesterday, like, you know, I didn't want to get up and run. I really, really did not want to get up and run. But, um, you know, as you talked about in the episode about, you know, running is not a solo event. You know, you surround yourself by people who do the things. Yeah. Right? So I thought... People would get up. They would do these things, right? And so I have not always, you know, I'm not that person. I even said, I'm not a person who runs in the rain. I literally said that to Ed the night before. I was like, is it going to rain tomorrow? Cause you know, I don't run in the rain. <laughs> and he's like,
0: yes, yes, I don't run in the rain. You got to love it when they use it against you, oh, right? <laughs>
1: always. Right? Yeah. Yes. So, you know, um, you know, that's my journey. I try not to beat myself up when I do to need to take a day off or I do need to take time. Yeah. But also reminding myself that I do need to endure. I need to go through these, um, difficult times. Mm. We have to have the difficult runs and actually it was a really great run. I felt really strong. Yeah. Um, and I surprised myself and, um, Which I, think we often do, right? <laughs> I love when right. that happens. Yeah. Um, so it was great. And I think that that's really important for running, to know that we, we, we yearn, we have a goal, right? I have goals. Um, one of my goals is to run, you know, under 33 minutes for my 5k. That's totally random number. I know that, No, but that, that's what I do it. Right. So, um, and I'm working towards it and I need to endure. And when you endure, and, um, one of the things that we talk about in the, in class a lot is the, the same strategy that works for one person doesn't work for it. Mm-hmm. everybody. And I think that's important in running too. Absolutely. I, I know you guys talk a lot about that. One plan doesn't fit everybody. Yeah. You can't follow somebody else's plan and expect the same results. Um, I'm a late 40s woman and what works for me, I know you've told me a hundred times, I can't compare myself to other runners because what my body's going through and what's happening here is not what's happening to other people. Yeah. So I I have to try the strategies and work
0: and see what works for me. And then, you know, we will triumph. So for sure. Yeah. So, so you feel like gro- the growth mindset, like kind of adopting those principles has, has helped you to kind of start to shift your, your own mindset in that way.
1: Absolutely. Definitely. I used to have a bad day of eating or, you know, a bad week of exercising and then be like, you know, whatever, I'm never going to do this. And so then I would like, downward spiral for weeks at a time, mm. you know, and then come back to it a couple weeks or a couple of months later and be like, all right, I need to get back on track. Yeah. Um, where I don't find myself doing that, um, anymore, you know, mm. that I remind myself that I have to eat like a runner and drink like a runner and, mm-hmm. and think, um, like that I am a runner and yeah. a part of that's taking on that identity, but
0: also just knowing that I need to find
1: the things that work for me.
0: Mm-hmm. How, how much do you think that like, because you, you mentioned um, earlier about like growing up, like you, you felt like you, you definitely had like a fixed mindset growing up. Do you think that that was a lot of, you know, because of the family that you came from, because of your background, just because you didn't know about it? Like how easy, you know, was it to kind of shift once you did read these books, once you did kind of learn this information, you know, because there there's always that kind of um, I don't want to say disconnect. That's not exactly the word I'm looking for, but like there's a difference between knowing something and doing something and actually right. putting it into practice, right. right? I think I'm definitely still in the phase
1: of trying to put it into practice. Yeah. It's still a new a new mindset. I think um growing up, definitely neither of my parents had any expectations. of me. my, my parents were both hardworking blue collar workers. So when I had success in school, um, that was praised and I was, um, grew up in the age of like, you know, whoever reads the most books gets the free books and gets the ribbons and the, all of that. So all that praise was, was dumped on me. And I think for that, achievement, yeah, for achievement in academics. And, um, you know, I think that, um, You know, it's, it's still a mind shift. It's in teaching it, even though, you know, I, I was that person in high school that people hated because I was like, I'm going to fail this test. And I know you've said this exact same thing before. And they're like, come on, Bogus, you know, you're going to get an A. And I would like come out with a hundred, right? But I would be like, I'm going to fail this test. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that it's still an adjustment in my life. It's still definitely an adjustment. I still, um, have to tell myself that I can do this, mm-hmm. that I just need to keep going one day at a time
0: um, and making myself a healthier person in all aspects of my life. Do you feel like that has become easier? like the the more you practice it, like has it become more natural? Like do you default to that more now? or do you still find it to be kind of like, not, I don't want to say forced, but like, you know what I mean? Like it's, I don't think I have to force it as much anymore. I mean, part of it is the people I
1: see myself with again, surrounding myself with people who are positive. Um, the, um, my colleagues at school are very positive people. Um, so in that aspect, I just am surrounded by a lot of really great positive people. I mean, our running group, I can't say enough about the amazing women that encourage one another. Yeah. Um, so, and I feel a part of it, you know, and it, I think that, um, yeah, it's easier. It's
0: easier, but it's still hard.
1: Yeah. I think that that not there yet. And I'm not sure where there is, but you know, still working on it.
0: I feel like it's always going to be a work in progress, you know, especially when, when we come to it from a fixed place, like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just constantly rewiring our thinking and our thinking is a habit. Like we think certain thoughts and we think certain ways and those are the habits that we have of thinking and we can change them. But like you said, it does take time. It takes conscious effort. It it takes awareness. Um, And all of those things are extremely important for us to do it, but it is definitely possible. And I love, you know, what you said there about having um, the circle around you, you know, makes a really big difference, which I think kind of takes us back to, you know, your um, identity as like a social runner, you yeah. know, it's like your need to be social, like your social circle mm-hmm. also can support you in, as you grow and, right. and kind of transform your thinking in this. Right. Right. And I have, um, you know, my husband is supportive and
1: my, my two sister-in-laws are great. And, uh, we have our own little group on WhatsApp. where the happy people. We support <laughs> one another and the so family. Cute. And, um, yeah, I think that's, who you surround yourself with is so important. And even in doing, um, but realizing also that if I want to reach my goal, this is one of the things that you and I have talked about is that I actually do need to run more on my own sometimes Mm. so that I can push myself so that I can find out what I am capable of doing instead of just going out to run and be social. Yeah. Um, that I need to have some of the tougher workouts where I'm not spending the whole time gabbing Um, that's important too but i need i need those harder workouts um and and i'm finding i need that more mentally as well Mm -hmm. for myself
0: oh yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. because you know those mental those harder runs are definitely physically important but also very mentally important like and it's that's interesting so um it's interesting how you can kind of default, right? Like we find our comfort, our comfortable place. And like you run with the same people and you run at the same comfortable pace. And then you wonder why you're not progressing. Like, you know, right. even though you're running all the time, you're not doing the things that you need to do in order to actually like get faster. Right. right. Um, and, you know, I've, I've been dealing with this recently myself too. Cause like I've been running very consistently throughout the summer, throughout, you know, this whole year even though I haven't been racing, but I'm not on a specific race training plan. So I just I'm like, Oh, it's okay. I don't need to, I don't need to do that speed workout today. You know, it's like, and I, I started looking back and I, um, my heart rate, like, like th- things, have been starting to feel like harder recently. Like my easier <laughs> runs are starting yeah. to feel harder and my heart rate is like higher than it should be. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? I've talked about this, like in our training team, I've, I've done a couple like live videos about it. Um, and it's, it's funny because what I realized is that I was just like letting myself off the hook, like the, the tempo runs, that I was, <laughs> I was, you know, and it's like the tempo runs that I, what I'm not a big fan of, like, Hmm, that just didn't happen. I think that just turned into an easy run because the group that I was running with, We're running easy that day and I wanted to run with them, you know, like that wouldn't have been nice of me (laughs) to try to redo what they wanted to do, you know? Um, But then today I actually went out and I did a tempo workout by yourself. No, I actually, I was planning on it. Like I was ready to do it by myself. And then, um, one of the faster runners in the group showed up and so it was fantastic because I had company. So, um, so that was fantastic. Great. You know, but I, I pushed the pace. I felt good. I felt strong and I felt like I really Prove something to myself this morning because I was a little worried about it. Like I didn't know how the workout was going to go. And it was funny because I was actually even making excuses during my warm up. Like I was already giving <laughs> myself an out. Like I was like, Oh, my legs are kind of tired. Cause it was like the first time I had run it at 530 in a very long time. Cause during this whole, you know, quarantine time, I was running at yeah. 630 because I didn't a have to get up early. To get oh back my too. gosh. Right. <laughs> And so I was just like, oh, you know, I can always adjust it. I, instead of tempo mile repeats, I can move them into half mile repeats. And, it, you know, if I'm not feeling the pace and, you know, like and I'm, I'm already during the warm-up. But then you said Shelly got up and did that run yesterday. Yes. She didn't want to do it. I didn't <laughs> you, do this. Yeah. Right? And then I'm like, and then I just said, you know what? This is what I signed up for today, you know? So mm-hmm. it's like one of those things where you just kind of have to get into it and see how you feel. And I, I started into the first one and I was feeling okay. So I was like, all right, this is what I'm doing, you you know, but it's, I feel like it's so easy to, you know, make excuses or let ourselves off the hook or just fall back into that very comfortable place where we're not pushing ourselves. Do you, do you, where do you see yourself in the growth
1: mindset journey? Oh, throw the question back at you. <laughs> the interviewer right. has now become the interviewee. You're right. Yeah. Um, you love to put people on the spot and throw it
0: back at you. <laughs> you know me too well already. Um, I feel like, you know, like you said, um, I think you and I have similar stories in a lot of ways, um, about, um, you know, growing up when things would come easy to me. And then when things didn't come easy to me, I just wouldn't do them, you know, like, and just like, well, I've, I've got enough, th- enough things that I am good at, you know, I'll just focus on those. Right. Um, and like, I know that sounds very like arrogant and that's not how I mean it, of course, but, um. I get it. Yeah, I know you do. That's why I can say it to you. And apparently, you know, the hundreds <laughs> of listeners that, are, that are listening to us here. But, um, but yeah, so, but like you, running has also been one of those things that I can't fake. So, um, it does not come naturally to me. I have to work hard at it. And I love now that I have to work hard at it, you know, and I see the beauty in the challenge. And I love challenging myself, knowing that it's hard and knowing that I accomplished those things. Yes. Um, I love so. that you said
1: that it's not, you can't fake it. That's so you can't fake it out yeah. there on the sidewalk, hitting the pavement <sighs> Mm-mm. and yeah, you have, you feel like you'll accomplish something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's exactly why it's so important.
0: Yeah, for you sure. But it. It, it's funny though. Like, and that's why I kind of said earlier about how sometimes I know personally, I find that I have a growth mindset. I'm way further along now than I was five years ago, say, you know, or definitely more than like 10 or 20 years ago. Um, I was definitely like, Oh, I'm a smart person. Like instead of, you know, thinking about my actions, I just defined myself in certain ways. Right. Right. Um, I, I definitely wasn't a runner, you know, before Mm -hmm. all of this either. Um, so that's definitely something I can connect to. So I, I do think, um, I am well along the way of my growth mindset journey, mm-hmm. but I do still catch myself sometimes in like mm-hmm. other areas, you know, and then I'm like, Oh, that's not. Yeah. And then I have to reframe it, you know, but, um, I've become much better at catching and reframing more quickly. Good. Good yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I passed. <laughs> you passed. Good All right. Well, I mean, I think that this has been so absolutely fantastic. And I think that a lot of people can connect to what you're saying, both in your story and then also, um, gain a lot of wisdom from what you have shared with us, you know, about the growth mindset. And can you just repeat yet again, your acronym for
1: yet <laughs> my acronym for yet is yearn something we truly desire that we have a passion for. And we endure, we go through the practice, through the effort, through the hard times, and then we are able to triumph to reach our goal and get it done. I
0: love it. I love it. So before we wrap up here, is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners that would kind of help you feel like this episode is complete? Like anything else that you want to, any final thoughts? I think I would just like to
1: give a shout out to all the runners out there who, who call themselves the slow runners or are afraid to go and run with a group because they are afraid that they'll slow people down, um, that. You know, that is not my experience in the running community at all. And I used to consider myself a slow runner, but I I reframed my thinking, and I don't think that way. I'm a runner, and I go out, and I run, and I do the things that runners do. Um, Like you always say, if you run, you're a runner, right? Um, But to encourage those people to reach out, to find people to support them, because I think that's so important to find the the plan or the strategy that works best for you. For me, it was doing run walking. And that opened the door of running to me. Um and I still felt like I was a runner when I was run walking. Mm-hmm. Um when I still do. I still do intervals. Um you know for those people just that might be listening or maybe just thinking about running, that you you can do it. Don't tell yourself that you're not a runner. Um, say I'm I'm not a runner yet. No, no, don't even say that. That doesn't even sound right. Um, <laughs> so right. Like I'm not the runner I want to be yet. I want to be, um, you know, a better runner, but I am a runner.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, that's so powerful. And, and just getting people to say that phrase, I am a runner. Like it's only four words, right? So right? powerful. And it's so, but it's something that so many people resist. Right. Why do you think that that why do you think they resisted? I don't
1: I don't know. I think you guys on your with your podcast and the Tribe have really opened it up for a lot of people. And I do feel like running itself is very inclusive. So I'm not really sure yeah. why people have this high ideal of runners. That they you have, have to be the certain thing to yeah. be a runner. Um I was I literally never ran in grade school or high school yeah. or unless they made me <laughs> right. yeah. ever. Um, until I met my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I still felt like I was going to die. Um, and I <laughs> surely wasn't, I had no idea what it meant to really be in pain when you're running. So, um, you know, I don't, I don't know, just yeah. get over it and get on with it and do it. Cause you won't regret it. Yeah, absolutely.
0: All right. So I think that's a perfect place for us to wrap this up. Shelly, thank you so, so much for coming over and doing this and uh, episode with us. I think that like our listeners are just going to absolutely love it. I know it. Well, as I said to you when we
1: started, thank you for believing that I have a story that's worth sharing. And then I started crying, right? <laughs> so I, I do feel like um, we all have a story. There's yeah. always a story. And I look forward to hearing more of the stories from the other Real Life Runners that you're going to share with us.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing yours with us. And thank you for being a part of the Real Life Runners training team and the tribe and our local running group and for... Teaching the next generation to, you know, believe in themselves and to adopt a growth mindset and to, you know, be better people. Like, you are literally changing the world by what you do. And I am so grateful for you in my life and the lives of my family and the life of our Real Life Runners family. So, thank you for everything. All right. So, that was just awesome. I absolutely loved having Shelly. On the show to come in and talk to us about her journey and growth mindset and how all of that plays a role in our running journey. So I hope you guys loved it as much as I did. Um, I know that Shelly and I sure had fun together. Um, as you can tell, we are friends. So Shelly, thank you so much again for coming and doing this and sharing your story with all of the Real Life Runners um, tribe, the family, and just being so open and willing to talk to everybody and share your journey. We appreciate you so much and. And look forward to seeing what else you will accomplish on your running journey. So for those of you that are ready to take your running journey to the next level, Shelly mentioned it a little bit in the episode. We talked about it a little bit. We have the doors for our Real Life Runners training team now open for enrollment. So if you have done one of our five-day challenges in the past, if you've seen the amazing results that you can get in just five days of changing your mindset, changing your effort levels and your pacing, working on your running form, adding in some strength training and mobility to your running, how that can help you to run faster, run longer, get stronger, and avoid injury. If you have seen the results that five days can get for you, you will be amazed at what a 12-week training plan can get for you. So if you are ready to up-level your training, if you are ready to get rid of all of the overwhelm and frustration that 2020 has brought on to so many of us with canceled races and the loss of the running community and the loss of you know all of that, and you are ready to take back control of your running, if you want to get back to motivated, get back into having that community of runners to support you, having coaching and a customized plan that fits into your busy life. Whatever your schedule looks like, we can create a customized plan to help you to achieve your goals, to move to the next level, to see what you are truly capable of. So we invite you to be a part of our Real Life Runners training team. The doors are open this week for some limited spots. We are limiting enrollment due to the level of customization in this program. So if you want to check it out, head over to your YourRunningPlan.com. We would love to have you as part of the team. You get a customized plan, you get group coaching, you get a three month membership into our Real Life Runners training team, which includes all the lessons of the Real Life Runners Training Academy, strength circuits, core circuits, Everything that you need to be a stronger and faster runner, it's all included for one very, very affordable price. So head over to YourRunningPlan.com. It's only $10 a week. Get yourself signed up today if you are truly ready to see what you're capable of and take your running to the next level and truly say, I am a runner and I am in charge of my life and my running. So as always, guys, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you. This has been the Real Life Runners Podcast, episode number 160. Now get out there and run your life.